Welcome into the Golf Club Golf Podcast each week following the great sport of golf. And we have the pleasure this week to be joined by the man who coached Cal Maricawa in college, Walter Chun, the head coach of Cal Berkeley Golf since 2016. And Walter, thanks for joining us, first of all. Thank you, Randy, for reaching out and having me on. Uh, you must be so proud of what Colin accomplished, uh, not only on Sunday the whole week, but uh, what he's done so far since he's turned pro. Absolutely. He's made us, I'm so proud of him, so happy for him. Uh, I mean, he's made us all so excited um, just to, to root for, for some such, such a good, talented young man. And yeah, we're, we're all on cloud nine. And when I say all, I, I'd say the Bay Area and even the state of California. <laughs> oh, yeah, no question. Walter, before we talk about uh, the amazing Sunday round and that shot on 16, which is going to go down as one of the classic shots of all time in PGA Championship history, let's go back to you coaching Colin. Uh, what kind of kid was he when you coached him? I, I assume you recruited him. Uh, what kind of kid was he then? Like, talk, Tell us about Colin Murakawa, the college athlete. Well, let me uh, first correct that. Um, how did Colin coach me? Okay. <laughs> not, not the other way around how Colin coached me. Um, I, I would definitely say Colin, I learned a lot from Colin uh, when, when he was a player. Um, you know, and, I, and I've heard other coaches like Coach Conrad Ray at Stanford uh, have shared that you know, some of the best players in the program help us coaches grow because they just have a different perspective and they just have kind of a, a renewed perspective or a renewed energy. And, and I'll give you a great case in point is that Colin, he – He's, as we can all see, he has a tremendous amount of self-belief. And, you know, with that self-belief, he makes, I guess, the, the unbelievable believable. You know, as a coach, we're kind of more statistics-oriented or the law of averages, sort of, sort of speak. And, you know, the, the stats are against um, someone making it on the PGA Tour or the stats are against someone getting into the NFL or the NBA. And, and when I say the stats are against, it's just not easy. That's, that's what we know, and, right. and that's why, you know, education is such a big thing um, for us at, at Cal and, and, and a lot of great schools and a lot of great coaches. But, you know, Colin, he's, he has just so much belief that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he believed that he was going to win the lottery, and he did win the lottery. <laughs> that's how much self-belief and confidence he has, and, and, and that permeated to, my, to myself and my coaching staff and even – the other players. So let me just say Colin coached me in his four years at Cal. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's, I, you know, I'm not surprised you, you saying that Walter, because that's with all great athletes, right? I mean, there, there's just a certain, there's a different dimension to them and a different perspective they bring right to the game. And uh, that's so cool to hear that. But like, what was he like as, as a teammate? Uh, uh, what was he like? Was he, did he have that same kind of like, uh, finishing quality that he's had on the PGA Tour when he when, when you coached him. Um, you know, first as a let me elaborate. Colin as a teammate was probably the the most genuine teammate you could you could have. Colin realized, you know, with with any team you're as strong as your weakest link, and how good as he was, you know, he knew he wasn't so good that he could carry the team to the team championships or an NCAA title. So he did everything he could to motivate players um, and, and just encourage them to, to, to work hard. Cause you know, he really believed that we had such a, a great team when he was there. And so he just really tried to motivate guys, not in a way that would, 
um, upset them in any way or, or drive them the, the wrong way. But he just did it in a, in a very caring, brotherly fashion. And I can't thank him enough um, for that leadership and that motivation that he provided. Um, because, you know, Colin understood that, you know, a coach is only around a certain number of hours a, a week or a few days a week. But, you know, when players are around each other, that's when they, they really get going, and that's when they should want it more than the coach. So Colin did a, a fantastic job of motivating his players and, and keeping them competitive and keeping them motivated um, as, as best he could. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, he, honestly, he's just, he just such a good kid. You know, he, he's a, he was a good student at the Hall School of Business, four-time All-American, um, someone that you, our team wanted to, to be around and qualifying. Um, because he never took anything lightly. He didn't take qualifying lightly. He didn't take practice lightly. Um, whether the tournament was an A-level tournament or B-level tournament or lower, he it was it was a tournament for him and his teammates to to play well in or hope to play well in. Uh, we're visiting right now with the head coach of Cal Golf, uh, Walter Chun. And, and Walter, you've been with the program for over twenty over twenty years, right? It looks like twenty three years. Player, assistant yeah. coach, and now head coach since two thousand sixteen. And we're talking about his prize pupil, uh, Colin Murakawa, who won the PGA Championship by two strokes on Sunday, uh, and at Harding Park. And um, I, I'm curious. Uh, he's got three. He's got three tour wins. He won the Barracuda Championship on the 28th of 2019. Then he came from behind and beat Justin Thomas, uh, July 12th, uh, the Workday Champ Charity Championship, and then of course he won the the PGA Championship. Harding Park, Colin. Last week when I was giving my picks, I said. Uh, Walter, I, when I, I saw that Colin, you know, played at Cal, I said he had to have played that course a bunch. And, you know, sure enough, he has. How much of an advantage was that for him, that Colin Maricola played Harding Park so much? Um, I think the familiarity of the course and, and the city was was comfortable for him. Um, you know, the way we played it um, and, and a tournament we played there, Stanford hosted a tournament called the Goodwin there. It just the the PGA just sets it up so differently from from any other tournament, um, and so on the one sense, I'm sure he was comfortable being there at Harding Park and comfortable being back in San Francisco and kind of being back at his second home. But on the flip side, you know they they had such difficult pin locations. Um, the rough was so so thick. Um, course was playing long. The ball was getting no roll out there, and, and so it. it it, it played different, but you know, to Colin's true credit, he he adapted well to the to conditions, and he just played his own game. You know, um, I think it's real important for like because you know golf is a crazy sport to watch, and you know it definitely has taken advantage of the during the pandemic of, you know, I think the ratings have been up a lot, but um, it's great to have young players like Colin uh, Matthew Wolf who made a run uh, late on Sunday. Uh, Victor Hovland has been uh, – I mean, it's almost like they're the big three, Walter. You know, it's, that's what everyone <laughs> kind of talks about him. But, um, you know, I was watching that, you know, especially all weekend long. I watched all of this, but nothing better than primetime golf. And <laughs> on Saturday and Sunday, I just kept on thinking about what, you know, I'm like, boy, you know, C- Colin is in a great spot here because he knows this course and no one's really running away with it right now. And did you feel the same way? Yeah, I was definitely proud of Colin on Saturday. Uh, you know, Saturday is known as moving day and, you know, he bogeys 12 and 13 and then he, he hangs on tight and birdies 
15, 16, 17. And, and so just giving himself a chance on, on Sunday, uh, I think he was two back at DJ. I thought that was huge just to have some momentum Saturday uh, going into to Sunday. And he made a huge par putt on the, on the first hole. And, you know, I think if anyone can, if anyone knows Colin, he, he can take it low at any point. Um, and once he gets a little bit of momentum, he can just really take off. And, and, and that was, I think, pretty evident on 14 when he chipped in. There was, I think, seven players tied at 10 under, and then he chipped in on 14, and you could see the enthusiasm on his face um, with that fist pump. And I think that really just got him going. He, he separated himself. He finally had a, had the lead. And, you know, 15, if you put it in the fairway, there was a, it was a birdie opportunity, and 16 was another birdie opportunity. So just to, to birdie hole 14, which was uh, – it's a, it's a tough par four just to gain that momentum and gain that confidence. It was great to see Colin take advantage of it and hit a tremendous, phenomenal shot on, on 16. It was unbelievable how good that golf shot was. You know, Walter, um, I watched him against Justin Thomas, and I was amazed because, you know, Justin Thomas is the number one player in the world and hits big shots, and when he hit that 50-something foot putt, which <laughs> had like four breaks in it and it, Rolls in and he screams, "Come on!" And I'm like, "Oh, Colin, Colin's done. He's got a 28 foot foot putt downhill that's going left to right, you know." And he hits it center cut and drills it. And I'm like, "Boy, this guy has got some nerve." So I, I was not surprised what he did on Sunday because I know he had the game to do it. But I mean, you've been around him. No better person to ask, Walter. That shot on 16 and to put it seven feet from the pin in the most pressurized situation is that the greatest golf shot he's ever hit? It's got. It's got to be. I, I mean, if it's going to go down, it's possibly one of the greatest shots in PGA Championship history. And then a lot of great players have hit fantastic shots at, at the PGA. Sergio's blind shot from the, I think at Medina, and, right. you know, all that right. stuff. It, it's tremendous. Um, I, I kind of want to go back to your comment on JT's fifty footer that he made. Um, something that I give Colin so so much credit for is his resiliency and ability to bounce back. I think we, you've shared about his, his three wins, but, you know, there's been other moments in his in his professional career, even college-slash-amateur career, where he's fallen uh, a, l- a little bit short. You know, it, leading up to the Barracuda, you know, Matt Wolf made that eagle at the 3M. You right. know, that, what, were, what were the chances of that, of that going in? Right. And, you know, Colin finishes runner-up, and then he... he goes on to win the Barracuda a, a couple weeks later. You you fast forward to when the PGA started back up at the Charles Schwab. He was in a playoff with Daniel Berger. Um, he missed the short putt. And you could see kind of the, the, the disbelief um, with him missing that par putt. And then he, a couple weeks later, he, he misses his first cut at the Travelers Championship. And, you know, so there's back-to-back disappointments. And then wh- what, is he, what does he do? He just... Gains, he just learns from those moments, and he, and he goes on to uh, to win the workday, you know. And so I, I, I think he's just he's done such a good job of preparing himself for any and all situations. But I think Tiger said it best: or whenever you have a, a match play situation, you always have to expect the other person to to make the putt or hit a great shot. And and that's what you know. I think he he must have expected JT to make that so he wouldn't be surprised. So he wouldn't have been caught off guard by, by the length of it or the just the low percentage. And so I think, I believe a lot of these setbacks have helped groom him to be ready for, for what he did on, on Sunday at Harding Park, just to, to be ready that, 
hey, this is my moment to, to capture. Um, this is my championship that I, I want to take away. And, and he proved it. He, he showed it. You know, that's a great point you bring up, Walter, because uh, I think it was Daniel Summerhays we had on in the past uh, in the uh, golf podcast because he, on the Corn Ferry Tour, when his retirement final event, he almost won it at his home course. And I said yeah. to him, I said to him, you, I don't think the average golf fan has any idea how impossible it is to win a golf tournament, like at any level. <laughs> and he's like, you're 100% right. It's so hard. And, you know, what you just detailed, chronicled about Colin even is amazing, you know, and, and for him to have three wins already at the age of 22 or 23, I'm not quite sure how, I, mean, I think he's 23, right? Uh, yeah, 23. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, to, be, to have three wins already and a major, you know, is absolutely amazing uh, because it is impossible to win on the PGA Tour. And that's what I go when when I said earlier. He's helped me grow as a coach because he makes the unbelievable believable. You know, who would have thought someone 15 months out of college would would be a three time PGA Tour winner, um, winning? All, and he, he could have won the 3M. He could have won the Charles Schwab. I mean, he could have won five events. And you know, what what are the odds of that? What are the odds of that? But Colin has so much self belief that. As I mentioned, he's helped me grow as a coach, and I believe he's going to help a lot of other youngsters and others in sport grow because he makes the unbelievable believable. He makes it practical. He makes it feasible. All right, two more questions I have for you, Walter. So um, after he wins, uh, since then, have you had any communication with Colin? I talked to him. uh, Well, I sent him a text Monday, but I talked to him Monday afternoon, and I was surprised I got him on the phone. (laughs) And you could just tell he was so excited, but he's also so tired. You know, I asked him, um, how late were you at Harding? And he said, I felt like I was there forever. I felt like I was yeah. there forever. And then he had a, me- a lot of media obligations on Monday. So, you know, you know, a major championship or any tournament just drains you. And then a major championship has to drain you so much more because you put so much emotion into it. Um, so much, You have to be so mentally tough. And on top of the media uh, requests that he had, he was just so tired. And so I'm like, oh. Get a good, get a good dinner, Colin. I'm I'm happy for him, proud of you. But he could just tell he was he was tired. But again, to Colin's credit and personality, he picked up the phone when I called. Right. He could have easily just declined the call and um, say I'll call you back later or something. But you know, after all he had gone through in a 24 hour spell, he was still kind enough to pick up the phone when I called. So that's just who Colin is. Uh, and then finally, I don't know if you saw this after. The round, um, he was addressing the media, and Steph Curry got up there and asked him a question. Um, I forgot what the question was even, but Colin loved it, and he said, yeah, we saw you on the course, Steph, and my caddy's a huge Warriors fan, and I just thought that was pretty awesome that this kid is, you know, just had his greatest achievement, and then I'm sure, you know, growing up uh, playing a cow, he was a huge uh, Steph Curry fan, and there's Steph almost like in awe of him for winning the PGA Championship, <laughs> asking him a question, just pretty surreal moment and that that's why we love sports right well right and just a, a quick story on, on that i think in our junior year um our our cal sid kyle mccray reached out to the golden state warriors sid and coach kerr was kind enough to have us out on a sunday afternoon practice at their oakland arena and so i took maybe a handful of players there sunday afternoon um just to kind of see the warriors practice and just seeing their scrimmage with, with Draymond, um, KD was there. I, I think Steph was um, doing a, a, a rehab workout or something, but just how intense 
their scrimmage was and just yelling at each other, pumping each other up. I, I really think that that showed Colin like how important practice really is to make it worthwhile. But then to the to the Warriors credit and to Coach Kerr's credit, just to have us out there, you know, just some golfers down the street, down campus to have us watch um, a private practice you know that's just the heart of of some of these elite athletes you know we look at and we marvel at how good they are um, and what they do on their respective field or or courts but they still have great hearts to allow others others to grow and maybe learn from them so uh, it it was great stuff and, and Colin had that banter but not many know that you know the Warriors were kind enough to invite a golf team out to to watch one of their practices and and coach Kerr sat with us for about 30 minutes to answer some questions. So that's just, um, we got some great role models out in this world right now. That That's not surprising because I've had many uh, dealings with Coach Kerr and he is, he's class all the way. So that's not, that's, that's great to hear actually that he did that as well. But uh, your class too, Walter, Walter Chun, the head coach of Cal for spending some time with us today in the golf podcast, talking about uh, Kyle Marikawa, his, uh, his former player uh, winning the PGA championship. Walter, thanks so much for joining us. Hope to do this again sometime. Would love to. Thanks, Randy, for having me on. Thank you.